Hello and welcome back to Spinning Singles. <clears throat> I'm Todd. And uh, the first episode we were reviewing the top 40 singles from July 29th, 1978. And we did 40 through 20 and now I'm going to do 20 through number one. So let's get started. At number 19 this week, or that week I should say, was a song by um, Bonnie Tyler. And her probably one of her biggest hits to date up until that point was It's a Heartache. And it had been falling. It had peaked at number three. And at that week, it was number 19. She recorded on the uh, RCA label for this particular song. And that's the familiar black label with the RCA sleeve. And uh, not particularly hard to find nowadays. It did not come with a U.S. picture sleeve. But you still hear it on the radio every now and then. The next song on uh, that week's chart was actually on its way up, and it's um, by the Atlanta Rhythm Section, and um, it's at number eighteen, and it's called "I'm Not I'm Not Gonna Let It Bother Me Tonight." So it peaked at number fourteen a few weeks later. It's from the album Champagne Jam, and the Atlanta Rhythm Section nowadays has pretty much been regulated to yacht rock, which we talked about before, which is basically. Uh, pop music that is on the lighter side from the late 70s, early 80s. And uh, this song definitely qualifies. The Atlanta Rhythm Section had a lot of hits in the late 70s, early 80s. And they recorded for the Polydor label, which is the red label. And this also did not have any kind of picture sleeve with it. Um, not that easy to find nowadays because it wasn't a huge hit for them since it only made it to number 14. Um, number 17 that week on the top 40 and that's billboard by the way was another falling record by a group called abba which is really popular especially since they just came out with their new album i believe it's called voyage first new album and i don't know close to 20 years it was out late last year but this song was one of their best i thought it's called take a chance on me and um it reached all the way to number three but this week, it is number 17. It's on the Atlantic Red label that they recorded on. And I'm a Marionette, which is a cool song, which is also happens to be the B-side of that record. Not particularly hard to find. And a lot of their 45s had picture sleeves, but this one did not at the time. And that brings us to number 16 that week. And it was actually moving up the charts, and it actually would go to all the way to number eight. And I guess you consider him a, a one-hit wonder in the top 40. He did have another one or two songs, I think, that made the Hot 100. But this is the only one that made the top 40. And I'm talking about Walter Egan. And uh, it's called Magnet and Steel. And that's probably his most famous song. And it's on Columbia. And more of a yacht rock kind of song, but it did have two famous people backing him up. And that was Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. And if you listen, you can hear them in the background on this song. And in fact, I believe Lindsey produced his album that this came from. The album's called Not Shy. And it's on the Columbia label, like I said, and it would make it all the way to number eight. So pretty good song for that. So brings us to number 15 for the week. And it is a one-hit wonder, as far as the top 40 goes. 
And it was a group called uh, Toby Bow. And I remember when this came out, it was all over the radio, all over the local radio in, in Washington, D.C. And I remember hearing it like at least once or twice an hour. Thought it would go all the way to number one, and it didn't. It kind of petered out and only made it to number 13. But we're talking about My Angel Baby. And again, you hear this every once in a while. It's on the RCA Black Label, same as um, Bonnie Tyler, and did not have a picture sleeve, but not particularly hard to find as well. So number, we are up to number 15. That was Toby Bell. Number 14 is one of my favorite artists of all time, and uh, it's Joe Walsh. Of course, he played with the Eagles and the James Gang. But he did a lot of good solo work. And at this point, this was his biggest solo record that he had put out. It's called Life's Been Good. And um, at that week, it was number 14. And the 45 was on Asylum, which is a blue label. Not particularly hard to find. But uh, this is one of those songs that the album version was much longer. And actually, I think is a better version. Because the 45 version, they cut a lot out of it. The album it's from is called... Um, but seriously, folks, and it's got a picture of him in the swimming pool with his clothes on and, a, and like a picnic table next to it where everything's floating around. But if you've never heard the song, it's a great song. You hear it a lot on classic rock stations. But again, the long version, the LP version is much better than the 45 version, in my humble opinion there. Number 13 that week, um, which would also go to number eight was uh, Barry Manilow, and at that point, he was into the disco music, and this was kind of one of his favorite songs, um, made him famous, Copacabana. And uh, on the 45 stock copy, they released a, a long version and a short version, which is kind of unusual because that's what they do with promo copies. But on the stock copy, he had a long version clocking in in almost six minutes, and uh, the short version was... Um, just under four minutes. So that was on Arista. Uh, that was his label back in the 70s and early 80s. And Copacabana, I'm sure you've heard it. That's a that's a pretty big dance disco song. You still hear it on disco stations. And it did not come with a picture sleeve. It just came with the uh, kind of blue with the A around the center uh, sleeve for the record sleeve. And the next song at number 12 would actually peak at this position, and at this week it was number 12, and we're talking about uh, Jefferson Starship. Um, it was still Jefferson Starship at that time, and the song was called Runaway from their album called Earth. It's on the Grunt label, which is pretty much where all their songs were. It did come with a picture sleeve, and basically this sleeve just shows a picture of the Earth, half of it in light and half of it in dark, and um, just as note, the, the uh, promo picture sleeve says, for DJs only, not for sale on the front, which is kind of unusual. Normally, they don't say it that prominent, but the regular picture sleeve would not have that. But Runaway uh, peaked at number 12, and uh, not a particularly hard song to find, but uh, one of my favorites by them. It's kind of grown on me over the years. So right before we get into the top 10, we're talking about number 11. And that was by a, uh, a rock group called Foreigner, which they had a lot of hits. And this was one of their earlier ones, I would say. And we're talking about Hot-Blooded. 
and um, it's on the Atlantic label. It's on its way up, and it would peak at number three. And it's um, something you hear on classic rock stations a lot. It did not have a picture sleeve. But um, it's from the album Double Vision, and it was probably one of their biggest hits up until that point. And you do hear it uh, today, but it's uh, not particularly a hard 45 to find at all. And the reason why I'm doing just the top 40 at this time is because when I got started, that's all I really knew existed. I was um, listening to the countdown on the radio and um, did not realize at the time that it was a it was a piece of a bigger chart um, for quite a while. So um, I collected the songs that hit the top 40, but then I realized, hey, it's actually part of a Hot 100. Then I start going after the Hot 100 songs, which is a much more difficult task and was able to get most of them nowadays. But anyway, back to number 10, which is um, a group called Pablo Cruz, another Yacht Rot song, I would say. And it's Love Will Find a Way, very upbeat and danceable. It did come with a picture sleeve, kind of shows um, the names group with a palm tree on it. And it's from the album Worlds Away. And it was probably one of their uh, their biggest hits. It would peak at number six, and this week it's at number 10. And you still hear that from time to time today. And um, not a particularly hard record to find at this point. Number nine was um, a group called Heat Wave. And they had had um, several hits before they got to this one. Uh, the group, um, what was I going to say, Always and Forever and um boogie nights which was huge for them they recorded on the epic label and at this time the epic was the orange label with the lines on it and it would soon change in 1979 to the blue label but this is um the orange label it's called the groove line one of their best songs i think and it would peak at number seven but at this week it's uh number nine don't hear that that much anymore um maybe you would hear it on a specialty station but just don't hear it and it's not particularly hard to find at this point. Uh, number eight, um, actually on its way down a little bit, one of my all-time favorite songs from this group uh, used to be My Girl, the OJs. And um, that's on the Philadelphia International label, which is the green label. It does have a sleeve to match it. And I remember that reminds me, I remember going to a store in Atlanta, Maryland, I don't remember the name of the store, but I remember going there with my mom, of course, because I was too young to drive. And it was around the Beltway. And I remember walking in there, and there was a guy in there behind the counter. He had a lot of boxes of 45s in front of him. And the two 45s I was looking for was this one. And I asked him who did the best version of Rocky Top that he could tell me. And he kind of sit there and he said, well, the Osborne brothers did it the best, which is a bluegrass group from the 60s and 50s. So he pulled out a reissue for me, which is on the MCA Rainbow label. So I bought that. And then I also bought a stock copy of this song and um, very sought after song nowadays. Very nice song. One of their best. And that used to be My Girl by the OJs. Um, as we move in through the top 10 at number seven this week. Um, was also falling a little bit. Um, it had peaked at number four from Stranger in Town. That's Bob Seger, still the same. 
and it's on the capital purple label with a silver-like sleeve. No picture sleeve for this one. But the B side of this one was also um, from Stranger in Town, and it's called Feel Like a Number, which is just a, just a great song, and it's the B side. But at the time, all you heard a lot on the top 40 stations was still the same, and you still hear that. But occasionally on the classic rock stations, you would hear Feel Like a Number. And um, actually, they're both great songs. So not sure why Feel Like a Lumber wasn't a, like a slash A and B side charter, but it didn't. So at the time, it was just still the same. And that was number uh, number seven on that. And need to refresh my voice here for a second. Okay, number six. The thing I can say about number six is when you're a, a little kid, to me, Slow ballads just didn't mean anything to me at the time. Actually, I thought they were kind of boring. But when you're 12, I didn't really get the meaning of slow ballads. So whenever this song would come on, I would kind of groan or I'd turn it or whatever. But over the years, you get to appreciate ballads for obvious reasons. But at the time, I was not a fan of this record, even though it was a number one song and it spent two weeks at number one. And I'm talking about the Commodores. And three times a lady, and uh, that's on the old Motown label, the same Motown label that they've been using, the blue one, and it's from the album Natural High. And like I said, it was a number one song. I respect that for two weeks. And today I've learned to like it a little bit, but it's not one of my all-time favorites. But it's still not a bad ballad for them. Now number five, on the other hand, was much more favorable to me. Um, it was actually on its way up and would hit number one. And it's from one of the movies at the time that was extremely popular. And I'm talking about Greece. And the Greece was all over the place in 1978. And this particular song was the title track. And it was by Frankie Valley, who hadn't had a hit in quite a while. But this song resonated with a lot of people. And like I said, it was a number one song, went there for two weeks, and I love the song. It opens the movie and closes the movie. And it's on the RSO label, which was a big label, of course. And the song itself is not all that hard to find nowadays, but a great song um, nonetheless. So that brings us to uh, number four. And it's from the movie, Thank God It's Friday. Maybe a lot of people probably don't know that, but that's where it originally came from. It would peak at number three. And um, this week it was number four moving up and it's uh, Donna Summer, Last Dance. And it starts out slow and ends up in a disco beat on the Casablanca label, which was her label. And uh, with the Casablanca sleeve, it did not have a picture sleeve. Um, but used to hear this a lot on the radio. You'll hear it a lot on like dance or disco programs now, but um, not particularly a hard record to find um, at this point. But uh, that's Last Dance by Donna Summer, and that was number four. So number three that week, moving up, and it would go to number one, is of course the Rolling Stones, and that's Miss You. And that was a huge hit for them. And of course, it was from the album Some Girls, and it did come with a picture sleeve, and it's kind of a purple sleeve, 
with a picture of the group and Mick Jagger with his hand over his forehead. And the other side just shows a picture of somebody's eyes. I'm not sure who they are, but the B-side is called Far Away Eyes. Actually, I believe that song was released as a promo only, Far Away Eyes, but um, very hard to find in that format. Have not found it, but Miss You, of course, was a huge song. One of their easier records to find, even though all the Rolling Stones 45s have some value to them. Uh, the picture sleeve is not particularly hard to find. It's probably worth about five bucks in really good shape. And the record's probably worth about five bucks. So for right now, so far, this is probably the record that's worth the most um, on this countdown. So it's probably around 10 bucks for a good copy at this point. And that was number three. Uh, number two. And it would stay at number two for six weeks. It would not get to number one, which was kind of disappointing, even though it's a great song. I'm talking about Jerry Rafferty and Baker Street. It's on the UA label. It was his first big hit solo-wise in the U.S. He's from, I believe, Scotland. And, of course, he was half the duo of Steeler's Wheel, who had a big hit in the early 70s, Stuck in the Middle with You. But he struck out on his own. And this song is famous for the big saxophone riff in it, but a great, great song. And it would stay at number two for six weeks, which is a long time, pretty much a good part of the summer. And my memories of this song um, at the time, I was a I was a Boy Scout, and uh, we went away to Boy Scout camp, which is down in Goshen, Virginia. And I'd never been away from home for a week like that. I think I was I was twelve, and I just remember hearing that song all over the radio. We were on a bus coming home. And that song would come on the radio. And I just remember, you know, when you hear songs and you're in the moment, that's that's the moment it takes me back to is when I was coming home from Boy Scout camp and I'd hear that song Baker Streak all over the place, hoping it would go to number one. But there is a reason why it didn't go to number one. And that's what we'll talk about next. The uh, the number one song that was up there for seven weeks that kept Baker Street out. And that was by Andy Gibb, of course, Shadow Dancing. And that was a huge hit for him. Um, all I can say is it was up there for, it seemed like eternity. Seven weeks is a long time when you're that young, but it's it's a great song. Nothing wrong with it at all. I like it. Um, it's on the RSO label, which was his label, the same label as the BGS in Greece. Um, not particularly a hard record to find. It hit number one. And most number one records are not hard to find. And it's got the regular brown RSO sleeve. And that was number one that week. And July 29th, 1978. And as it turned out, that was his last week at number one, because the next week, August 5th, the Rolling Stones would go to number one with Miss You. So there's the top 20 for that week. And going forward, I figured the best way to talk about this would be, I'm going to talk about the songs that debut in the top 40 week to week. I'll try to get about 20 or so songs in. And each week, there's probably about five or six songs that debut in the top 40. We'll talk about each one, um, you know, the highest one first and then down to the lowest. And like I said before, I, I will talk about songs that hit the Hot 100 um, that I think are, are pretty cool songs that did not make the top 40. And um, that'll be our next episode, which will be coming up. And I'll be trying to do this once a week. So again, my name is Todd, and I hope you enjoyed spinning singles. And if you have any comments or questions, feel free to email me. And that's um, W Todd Sampson, one word, S A M P S O N, 
at uh, yahoo.com. And I don't know if you can hear my dog barking, but he's telling me it's time. To, my time is up. His name is Clyde, and he's a good timekeeper. So I'm going to go give him a walk right now. And uh, I will see you next time.